Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. I hope you are doing well. After some technical challenges this morning, I'm pleased to report that I'm up and running and ready to record today's episode. And actually, it's interesting to mention the fact that I am recording this during my morning time, which is probably one of the biggest changes I've made recently with cutting back on the amount of work that I was doing. You guys might recall that I did an 18-month let's call it an experiment of working as much as I could. And one of the great things about cutting back is it has given me more time to reflect and do things such as recording a podcast episode first thing rather than having to crack on with work. And I guess a little bit of an update from that point of view, it's been an interesting couple of weeks since cutting back from extreme work. One thing that I've definitely noted is that whilst I have more time, it doesn't necessarily reflect in an immediate boost to say hours per day. However, the real joy is the fact the rushing around aspect and that feeling of being pulled in multiple places tends to have disappeared. So it's quite nice to know that you can work at a far more relaxed and sustainable pace. However, interestingly, after about a week of coming into a more conventional work lifestyle balance, I actually found myself feeling a little bit down about my situation and there was no reason logically for me to be feeling that way. But upon reflection, I realized that I still had to get up and go to work and work on some things that I didn't always like doing. And it's the nature of anybody's work that as much as you can enjoy a job, even if it's 80% that you enjoy, there's still that 20%, which is a little bit of a grind. And to be honest, I felt a little bit like a spoiled kid at Christmas where I'd been wishing for something and then it had finally happened. And truthfully, I was almost down on myself for going, gosh, why am I feeling this way? And thankfully, I talked to a golf buddy of mine and he said to me, look, Mike, you need to be making sure that whatever you're doing for work, you're doing it on your own terms. And so I actually reflected on that and went back to my work project and made some changes and recommendations to actually push it towards something which I would prefer to be working on on a day-to-day basis rather than something that I'm told to work on from a day-to-day basis. And I think that's really important and it's probably the next chapter, if you like, of my working life. And I guess it's a beauty of hitting Flamingo Fire is that worst case scenario, I can go and look for another, another work opportunity because it's very much a case where the ball is in my court around how I work and what I work on. So that's certainly been a massive reflection and it's definitely helped me to think more about how I can structure my work-life balance and continue to make improvements to that. All right, so on to today's episode and it is part two of my fire rules. So if you haven't already, by all means go back to the previous episode, which has the first seven of my fire rules. And The last five are related to income and investing. So firstly, on the income side, rule number eight, focus on income, the most important fire attribute. So I've definitely mentioned this in the past that there tends to be a bias towards focusing on investing and reducing expenses. And I think in many cases, we're forgetting to talk about the elephant in the room, which is income. For the vast majority of people, 
and particularly influencers, if you are following bloggers and other podcasters, the majority of them have been able to retire early by having a massive, massive income. And it definitely helps in terms of being able to boost your savings rate because reducing expenses can get a little bit miserable and sticking to budgets can be hard. And I've certainly mentioned that in the last episode, but even our own family situation, it is really tough for us to continually push on to live within a fairly limited budget. And in many cases, increasing income is a far easier way to handle that. So even conversations that I would have with my wife sometimes, I'd often sit down when she might be worried about money and I'd say, look, just keep in mind the worst case scenario here is that I do an extra hour's work in the evening for a couple of months to ensure that we have enough money. And the interesting aspect there is that income is the solution to not having enough money. I know that sounds strange because it's obvious, but if you are able to increase your income, it's far easier to do that than it is to continually try and reduce your expenses. Because becoming Mr. Frugal all the time is a hard way to live your life. It's great at the start because it's easy to cut down some of those initial expenses that don't make you happy, but after a while it gets it gets difficult and the arguments start if you're not careful. So focusing on that income side is typically a lot easier. And I'll talk about investing in the next few rules anyway, so I'll come back to the investing side and why I think it's not so vital to focus on that and why income is the best way to go. And there's lots of ways to increase income, but I think in many cases, the best way is simply just to make it something that you actually prioritize and actually reflecting on looking at your current work situation and asking that question, how could I increase my income? And that could be job switching, side hustling, setting up a business, looking for promotions, or simply asking for a pay increase and various things like that. So by making it an issue, we can help to try and actually work out how we can start increasing that income side of the equation. Rule number nine then, short-term bursts of additional work is okay, but find a happy place with work. And this is a rule that I probably learned in the last 18 months from going down that road of taking on additional work. And from memory, the first, say, nine months was actually quite enjoyable. I didn't really notice the impact of it. I was doing it largely through the winter months anyway, and it was quite nice seeing this additional income coming in. And so opening yourself up to the possibility that, hey, we might need to hustle every now and then and take on a little bit of extra work where we can, that's okay. And we need to be considering that as part of our fire journey because we have a long way to go and we need to find a way, some sort of X factor to allow ourselves to get our savings rate up, particularly because the great thing about doing this is that whatever extra income we earn from a side hustle is pretty much, at least on an after-tax point of view, 100% guaranteed to go directly to our FIRE portfolio. Whereas when we work our standard job, a good chunk of that, typically at least 50% of that, is going to be going to cover our day-to-day expenses. So the great thing about additional work is that it allows us to put that straight onto our portfolio. What I consider going back to what I was doing? Well, to be honest, at this stage, I probably wouldn't. However, I've given myself the freedom to make that decision because I've hit that Flamingo Fire number, which is halfway to our target fire number. So it's a huge milestone. And I will say this, it gives me a lot of options. And it's a strange thing to say, but it's a good worry or a good problem to have when you're then trying to work out what your next steps are once you hit Flamingo Fire, because you suddenly have all of these good options available to you. And it's a question of, right, which one do I take in terms of how much am I going to scale back my current working? Because remember, I'm now in a position where I could, in theory, stop investing in our portfolio and still hit our fire number within 10 to 15 years time. All right, so on to 
the investing aspect. And I've got three investing rules to finish. So number 10, build an emergency fund first. And this was definitely a mistake that I made early on. When I first started saving money, I was in such a rush to get that money working for me that I threw it into all sorts of terrible investments without really thinking about the consequences of those investments. So they were in unregulated investments and in things like unregulated peer-to-peer lending. And it ended up working out pretty poorly for me, to say the least. And what I failed to realize at the time was that building an emergency fund first was going to be a far better option for us. And there's always this worry that, oh, but my money's going to be eaten by inflation. But the truth is you're far more likely to invest that money in the wrong place than you are to be worried about the impact of inflation. So my advice is build that emergency fund first, get the benefits that come with knowing that you have three to six months expenses covered in case of any emergency, or if there's an emergency, say a car problem or a medical problem, you know that you do have the funds available in liquid form. Secondly, whilst that is taking place, you can then learn more about your investing strategy and what are good investments to make, which ironically comes on to rule number 11, which is nearly six years of investing advice here for you guys, which is rule number 11, keep investing simple stocks and property will do. So again, some of the silly investments that I made in the past, investing should be so simple, it's boring. And the simpler that you can keep it, the better. And for my advice to anybody is stick ideally just to index funds and or property. And if you want to dabble a little bit in stocks, if you're interested in things like dividend income and so on, then by all means branch out your research, that's fine. I'm not against that by any stretch of the imagination, but I would recommend simply finding a simple strategy that works and ideally can be automated as much as possible. If you are interested in property, then by all means, learn about that and explore that. We have bought three investment properties, which does work for us, but they are not passive. And more recently, I've been thinking about the fact that there's a good chance in the long run that we will look to sell those properties eventually and simply move back to putting our money into the share market, simply because it can be a hassle of property. Things go wrong and you're you're gonna be hearing from either a property manager or a tenant pretty regularly, particularly if you do have multiple properties. So things go wrong, things break, you're gonna be looking for electricians, for plumbers, for handymen, and for everything in between, as well as filling out a heck of a lot of tax forms and dealing with accountants and so on. So there is a lot of paperwork, there is hassle in property, So it's definitely not for everybody, but I will say that my returns to date property is around five times higher than what I've received from index funds. So it does kind of speak for itself that while there is a hassle, it has, at least in an Irish context, been more profitable for us. Which leads us in with rule number 12. And again, on the investing front, and again, this is going to be hard to convince everybody, but I want you guys to try and embrace this. Rule number 12, average market returns are okay. So much time and energy is spent on trying to beat the market that I often think just accept market returns. It's so much easier to sleep at night knowing that we're content with receiving whatever returns the market will give us and understanding that we as investors have zero control over what the market does. All we can control is the investments that we make, but once those investments are made, then just leave them be. Accepting average returns are fine, and trying to time the market is a fool's game. Simply accept the fact that you're going to receive 
average returns and know that in the long run everything will be okay and ride out those storms without too much of a worry. I hope you've enjoyed my 12 rules. As always, if you have any questions on this episode, drop me an email at michael at firepodcast.e and I look forward to catching you in the next episode.